So we thank you, Lord, for the reminder this morning of being able to remember you and what you mean to us. Lord, I just pray for the children as they go to their groups now. Lord, such a privilege to serve them this morning as they came up, the next generation to bear your name. Lord, to seek your ways and to tell others about your wonderful deeds and who you are. And so, Lord, just bless them as they go to their groups. I bless the leaders as they communicate your gospel, your living word to them. Lord, bless them as they go and be with them. And Lord, thank you for the responsibilities you've given to us. Thank you for the offering that we've taken up this morning. And Lord, may it be used for your kingdom that others might learn of the goodness of the Lord. So we just thank you for your blessings to us and our ability to give to those that need and also for the ministry of this church. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. 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 They have taken the hint and they're on their way. That's good. So now we move into our open time of ministry this morning. 1 Corinthians 14, 26 says, What should you do then, brothers and sisters, when you come together? Each one has a song, has a lesson, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all these things be done for the strengthening of the church. If you're a visitor, then please just think through what the Spirit might be saying to you before you come and share from this platform. And we have a couple of principles. Only come up once. Always give the glory to Jesus. And keep it to three minutes or so. Lord, we thank you that you've put us together in groups. That we might support and encourage one another. That, Lord, that your spirit, as we come together, your spirit in us, that ministers one to another through us. It's not of us, it's of you. And that's an incredible thing, an incredible thing that we share together. And so, Lord, I just pray that as we share together this morning, that it would be a blessing to each of us, that we would hear you, that it would illuminate something in us that it might give us direction lords and so lord just bless those that have the confidence this morning to come up and release what you have laid on their hearts we ask this in your precious name holy spirit come and brood over us be the touchstone as we share with one another this morning amen amen So it's my chance to sit down now, and if any of you feel that the Lord has laid something on your heart, then this, I can see Pam's already moving. Bless you, Pam. I'm thinking of this mic, it's going to be on now. Um, Sorry, can you hear me? Um, I've always been, I've loved Daniel. 
You know, I, I love a lot of the Old Testament prophets, but Daniel to me has always been so special because he was such a great man of prayer and prayer has always been so special to me. Now in this country and in America and through the world, there's terrible anti-Semitism again. The universities are holding protest meetings against happening now. Both Europe and America have said that they want to divide the land of Israel. And Natanaru is standing strong and saying he won't have it. But the American president has said he is going to put pressure on them. And if they won't agree, then they're going to force them to do it. And also Europe has said the same thing, that there's just got to be a divided Israel and they're going to bring pressure and force, if necessary, on them to do this. Now, we know that this is not God's will. And we that are Christians, while we're still here and probably won't be for all that long, we are called to stand with Israel because we believe that the only peace that can ever come to Israel is when Jesus comes back. And I think this division of the land is satanic. So I would ask all of you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace of Israel. I just feel an urgency about it in my spirit because of these things that are happening in our day and in our time. Thank you. Lord, we do hold Israel up to you. We pray that this division of the land won't come about. We know during the tribulation all these terrible things are going to happen. But while we Christians are still on the earth, we can pray and make a difference. And we just lift up the Holy Land to you. We lift up the Jewish people in this country Many of them too afraid to go out now because of this anti-Semitism. Hitler tried to destroy them, but because of prayer, he didn't succeed. And we believe that our prayers make a difference. And we do pray, Lord, that you will be with your people. I thank you for all the things that are happening in Israel. So many people have seen angels and the Archangel Michael has appeared there. And also, many Muslims, at the cost of their life, when they have seen Jesus, have given their lives to him. And many Jews at this time are turning to Jesus. And we just pray that your people will be converted, turn to you, and that your will would be done in Israel and in the Holy Land. Amen. Amen. just um, thinking it won't take longer than three minutes I hope um, <laughs> but I was thinking of that wonder, that chorus that we sang those lovely words what a wonderful saviour we have what a wonderful God we serve thank you for choosing that had a hard week this week many many sort of as it were mountains to cross and sometimes you know when the pressure's on as it were, maybe sometimes a pot stops boiling. 
and you're not worshipping God so much. Oh, sorry. <laughs> pop. All right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Can I start for the three minutes? <laughs> yes, okay, sorry. All right, thank you. Yeah, as I say, it's been a very tough week. And sometimes you see the mountains, but you don't see anything else, if I'm being honest. But God is teaching me to praise him in sometimes the most difficult circumstances. And we can see the victory in Jesus. So I just thank you for choosing that chorus. What a wonderful God we serve. And we do serve a wonderful God. If, if your heart's like mine at times, I would love others uh, of outside of the kingdom to know the wonderfulness of the God that we serve. And I feel sometimes it's by our witness and our shining for Jesus that will attract, attract those people to him. Sometimes I might come up and say, and you hear them saying, oh, that person's lovely. But we have to think to ourselves, I'm not lovely on my own, but I'm lovely in Jesus. And if you can share that love with them, I really feel in my heart there's so much hate being pushed today. As I say, this anti-Semitism, but it's not the only thing. There's so much hate, even in our communities, in, in, in our sort of where we live. There's so much hate. Pray that we shall not hate people, but that we shall love them. Even to us, they might be the most unlovable. And I think that as we sang that chorus, what a wonderful God we serve, an amazing God. We'll see more of his majesty, more of the amazing power of God to change lives, to change us. Because we still need changing. We still need walking in that Christian pathway. Still need changing that we can be lights and powerful lights in his kingdom. So thank you for choosing that chorus. It was wonderful. It lifted my spirits. And I trust it will lift yours also. I shan't be long. Uh, I think I was given Psalm 62, which I thought was, was great. And then there's a bit in the middle which I wasn't too sure about, but I can see now why. <laughs> Uh, Psalm Truly only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defence. I shall not be greatly moved. This is the bit I wasn't too sure about, but I can see now. How long will you imagine mischief against a man that's against Jesus? Obviously, looking at the global thing in Israel. You shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall you be, and as a tottering fence they only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies, they bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. I can see that's referring to how long will they imagine to cast Jesus down in, in Israel. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defence, I shall not be moved. God, in God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are vanity and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the, bed, in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs 
to God. Also unto you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you you render to every man according to his work. Just reflecting on on the fact that we we took communion um, and so on, and and what that means, um, because with the communion, isn't it, with the Lord's Supper, as it were, we're looking back, so it's past, it's present, and it's future. It's wonderful in that bit, you know, it says, you know, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. There's definitely a future element. And we're looking back at the blood of Jesus, and we know that we rely upon the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all our sin and all our unrighteousness, to make us worthy to receive more that he wants to give us. And with the body, that is what he it's in some sense his future as well because he has put us into a body which is his body and as he is so are we in this world and you know we have that mission that responsibility to be jesus in this world do we not and we've heard i think tony and irene both mentioned about the i was i've been looking at acts a bit recently and i was really struck by the fact that um in acts when right at the beginning when the holy spirit comes and uh, with those flames or those those tongues which are like fire upon them and the wind rushing sound and then they because of the the impact of this and the joy that it generates they they spill out of that upper room into their environs around and there would have been a hundred was 120 in the upper room so i've always thought oh it's just those 11 you know but because it was 120 of them spilled out that's twice the size of what we got here that would have been quite a spectacle of people making sound just speaking in tongues in that land and uh, in jerusalem at that time and um, I was just, I don't know, it was just that, that joy and that change that came upon them um, at that time. And then I was reading a little bit further on, and I was just struck by uh, this as well. In, in, in chapter 2, in verse 46, is a bit later on, as the church is growing and, and church life is expanding. And it just says, uh, they continue daily with one accord in the temple. That would be the praying and, and so on that, that um, Pam was talking about. And, um, and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food. This is about having meals together, of course, at this time. Sharing their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. And um, another rendering of, of gladness there, um, of the Greek word used for gladness, is with much leaping. Now, that's not necessarily very good for your digestion, but... It indicates, doesn't it, the level of joy that was in their hearts. You know, much leaping. And what's lovely is that ten verses further on, there's a lame man that Peter and John have met in their normal course of their lives. And they have given to him what they have in Jesus. And this lame man, I think it's verse 8, he says, so leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. So much leaping was going on. It was that manifestation, as it were, in the physical of what was going on in their hearts of the disciples and the, you know, those who are followers of Jesus. And it's all because, it's because Jesus died, because he ascended, because he sent the Holy Spirit, and because these people were filled with the Holy Spirit, and and it beholds us. We're beholden to uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit, aren't we? Day by day, be led 
by the Spirit of God as the sons of God. You know, let's let's see these manifestations. Let's see the power of God. Father, let's see the prayer out of um, your church, Lord. Father, help us, Lord, to break out of um, our little rituals or whatever in our daily lives, Father, and to be more vibrant somehow in our relationship with you. We invite you to come, Holy Spirit, and to fill us each one. Lord, we want to be, Lord, not just conformed to one thing, but conformed to the image of Jesus. We want to be as he is. We want to be as he is in the world today. Lord, as we see him as he is, let us be, Lord. Father, filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to break down those inhibitions, Father, and to be released in the Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, that there might be manifestations of power in these days. And that many, Lord, it said multitudes were saved. It said multitudes were saved those days. So we ask, Lord, that they may come again those days where multitudes would be saved because of the witness of the church in the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, I think if I remember correctly, uh, the Westminster Confession says the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Is that right? That is the, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is, you know, I haven't looked it up, so this is coming out of, out of my memory. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Do you enjoy your Christianity? Do you enjoy God? And that's a challenge isn't it? You know, but it also it's a remarkable thing that we can enjoy God. Yesterday, Beryl and I went out with a couple of friends of ours and we just spent some time together and we enjoyed each other's company. It was fellowship and that's what it's about. It's about fellowship, about being with God and enjoying him. And I, I think maybe some Christians, you know, they go about their Christian life and they don't really enjoy God. And John Piper says, that if you enjoy God, you glorify God. Because God wants to be glorified in us. And as we enjoy him, we're demonstrating that we have a relationship with him, that he's accepted us, and that, you know, that there's this wonderful thing called fellowship going on between us. And I just think, yeah, we need to be challenged every day. Am I enjoying God today? Is he, what's my relationship with him today? Do I really feel he's loving me? Am I in fellowship with him? You know, and it's just such a wonderful, wonderful privilege. And I was thinking about the disciples, you know, what was their relationship with Jesus like? I mean, obviously he was their mentor, he was their Lord, he, 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 their shepherd, but somehow there must have been that enjoyment as well. You know, I think of dear old Peter. Lord, it's good for us to to put him right, of course. But I love that. I think that's a great idea. And then God has to put him right, of course. But I love that freedom to be with God. God, I think we should do this. What do you think of this idea, God? And we need that freshness. And I just, I'm just, be quiet now. I just want to pray. Lord, I want to pray, Lord, following up from what Martin's uh, excellent uh, sharing a moment ago. Lord, I want to pray for a refreshing for all of us in our relationship with you, Lord. It should be a relationship of joy. 
Father, I don't ever want a day in my Christian life to pass where I'm not enjoying you. I don't want that, Lord. I want to be enjoying you every single day. And I want it for my brothers and sisters, Lord. I want us to, to, to be so filled with joy and laughter. And that you're so great, as, as Irene was saying, you're such a great God. And Lord, we want, to, we want to proclaim it. But more than that, we want to live it. Lord, we want to live it. Why are you so happy today? Oh, I'm just fellowshipping with God. Lord, I just, just love it so much, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you're my best friend. Hallelujah. My best friend, Lord. And you are God, you're holy, but also you, you love me and you walk with me every day, Lord. And you show me stuff, Lord. And you take care of me, God. And you speak to me, Lord, and I talk lots back to you. Lord, I just pray, God, for all of us, Lord. Set us free in our relationship with you, Father. Set us free, God, Lord. May we be those who enjoy our Christianity, enjoy church, and beam from one side of our face to the other because of the glory of God within us. Amen. Um. I'll only be about 30 seconds, I think. But it was a verse that just... So I won't be very long. It was um, a verse that just jumped out at me this morning. That, and it's a verse I've, we've read you know, lots of times. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I think, well, how amazing is that? How much we need just to thank him and love him. Well, I want to follow on with what John said. Um, Two or three songs have come to me as people have, have spoken and I'm finally coming out to just sing this song because the, the scripture I've been reading lately is from the Song of Solomon. In Song of Solomon it says his name is like ointment poured forth. Ointment seems to be worship as far as I can work it out. His name is as ointment Poured forth, Jesus, Jesus, his name is as ointment poured forth, his name is as ointment poured forth. Lord, I just thank you for the name of Jesus, Father. His name is our worship. We worship him. Thank you for hearts that have changed, that you have healed, you have washed clean by the blood. Thank you, Father. May we walk in that cleansing, in that healing more and more. Deeper and deeper. In Jesus' name. Amen. As an outsider, I get half an hour. <laughs> I'm joking. John said, no, please, no. Um, Romans 16 and verse 20 is a verse I want to just release upon you guys this morning, upon myself, upon my own congregation back in Western Supermare. It's where the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Now, we all often think of peace, and we should do, as when we, like Abraham with Lot, 
you know, he was a peacemaker, and that's great. Uh, Matthew 5, I think you'll find it. But God uses peace as a weapon. When Jesus rose from the dead, okay, the disciples locked themselves up through fear of the Jews. Remember the story? And he comes through the walls. Now, to me, that was the first lockdown, not COVID recently. And the church has been in lockdown ever since, really, because of fear. God has wanted to minister peace to you and I, as you would do for the peace of Jerusalem. How can we pray for the peace of Jerusalem when we are scatty in here, if there is fear in the heart? Satan has made his biggest last onslaught attack on the church by fear, because fear replaces faith. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. I'm going to pray that God would soon crush Satan, wherever that is. It may be because you're going for a job, you have a relationship problem, you have a sin problem. But the God of peace wants to break that down. Come into those walls, he'll walk into the walls of your heart, he'll break them down, he'll blow his trumpet, the walls may come down. But he wants to release peace upon you. Invested in everyone here. Not my words, thy words. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan that's been dogging the church long enough. Crush him in Jesus' name. Walk through the walls of the heart. Break down the stony things within our heart that we build up. Remove fear that we may be in Hebrews 11.6, walking by faith, which pleases you. Father, we're all guilty. We repent where we have opened ourselves up to fear and gone into lockdown. But it's time for the church to rise on up and be the sons and daughters that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, well, I've got to respond to that, I'm afraid, because I've been challenged for far too long to get up and just say something and just surrender. I've had a real phobia of speaking in front of people to the point I've passed out and all sorts of things. So I had a verse this morning um, and it spoke to me and now you've just said that. My good man's just disappeared. There you are. Of Yeah. I just got to do that as an act of surrendering my fear. So that's it. Um, just as Abbott spoke, I've had this verse on my heart and it's Ben's word for the week. And it just... I said, Lord, if, if anyone's talking about peace, this is going to go along with it. So the verse is from John 14:27. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. We should not walk in fear because we belong to Jesus and we have the blood, the precious power of the blood. Amen. If you've got something, don't worry. You're going to get a chance after I sit back down again. I've just been thinking about compassion. And uh, recently, and reading a couple of things on compassion. And just building on really what John and Martin shared, I guess. Um, Compassion. It says that Jesus had compassion on people, didn't he? He had compassion on them. He often tells you that before he heals them, before he intervenes with people. He had compassion on them. And uh, we get together on a Friday, a few of us, and pray. And uh, sometimes you, you might think, how can I be compassionate? How can I have that compassion that Jesus had for people? People can be tough. They can be difficult. <laughs> it can be difficult to pray for them sometimes. But as we meet on a Friday, 
I find that we're full of compassion. It's his spirit, and it's because it's not our compassion that's a compassionate one. Jesus in us, it's his spirit in us that's a compassionate one. And so as we pray, and we're praying for people we don't know, because Valer is there, we're praying for lots of Ukrainians we don't know. We're praying for Russians. We're praying for relations and others we don't know. But we are full of compassion. But it's not us. It's, It's the Holy Spirit in us. And so it's amazing, isn't it, that when we come together, if we have that true love of Christ in us, then anything is possible. I can imagine that as they were walking there, the disciples, and there was the the lame guy at the temple, that it just flowed out of them. They just had compassion. He was begging, but they just had compassion on him because of the spirit in them. And so I think we should be full of expectation because we have that compassion in us because we have the spirit in us. And that's why we need to get together and why we get together to pray. Because when we pray together, that compassion, it just comes out, doesn't it? And rolls out. And we, we pray. We're praying for people we don't know, situations we, we don't think we can change. But God can. God can through us. So if you feel compassion for someone, pray for them. Get in there. Let it roll over. Roll out. Heidi, come and share. I was actually just coming up to share again, but I'll let you go first, Heidi. I want to go back to earlier on. Irene said that she'd had mountains to cross, you know, and I was thinking about that. And I thought, yes, Lord, you've given us free will. You have given us a choice. I can either wallow in what I'm in or I can look up to Jesus. It's so easy, isn't it, to look at our circumstances. But I'm not to live in my circumstances I'm alive in Jesus and I need to turn my eyes upon Jesus we need to look in his wonderful face now we all have problems and it's not easy sometimes to rejoice in the Lord I've had a funny sort of day today Lord but I know and I'm rejoicing in the fact that you have been with me throughout this day. And I just thank the Lord that he's always there. If I'm feeling down and out of sorts, it's me that is at fault. It's not the Lord. He's always waiting there for us to talk to him. He wants us to tell him how we feel and allow him to move in our situations. I um, I was stirred by what Abbott was sharing about Jesus walking through the walls of our heart. Because we're his, uh, God can come in and, and break into our lives, can't he? He won't do that with, with people who, who don't know Jesus, who aren't saved, who aren't um, you know, covered in the blood. But if we're his, then Jesus will sometimes just take us by the scruff of the neck and sort us out. So, And obviously, um, we then have to respond to that, but... Yeah, I just feel encouraged. Those people who've, um, who've shared and don't normally share this morning, it's, it's a bit of a breakthrough that. It's a breakthrough moment. And so just be encouraged by their example to, to, to break through yourself, whatever God's calling you to, to break through. And I thought it would be good for us to finish by looking at Jesus, um, to sing, You Are Beautiful Beyond Description. I need to get it in the right key.
And maybe we can stand to sing if you are able to. Stand in awe of you, Lord. We do. Sue would just like to come and share something before we move to close our service. Um, I had this a couple of weeks ago and I was too nervous to come up, and I'm still nervous, but <laughs> it feels right to say it today, which is um, from Isaiah. Even to your old age and grey hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Sue. That's a great encouragement, isn't it? That he will see us through. Hallelujah. It's been a great time this morning. And uh, thank you for those of you that shared. And uh, I'll go away cogitating on those things, thinking on them. That's been a real blessing to me, and I trust it's been a real blessing to you all. There are a couple of notices. It's lunch club today, so if you've put down, remember you're going. Uh, and it's, if, you, if you're helping, then please remember definitely that you should be there. People are nodding good. Uh, but thank you all for coming. Thank you for participating. Uh, thank you for all of those that have been a part of and doing things. Thank you very much for your service. Now, please do stay. Don't rush away.